right, let's start this up. Hey guys, welcome to the Checkpoint Podcast, Cindy Goodman's favorite podcast. Are you joined here with Davin Bahadur and John Godfrey? How's it going, John? It's going good, man. It's going good. Yeah, yeah. You know, we got all the things we ever asked for this year. COVID, uh, new systems. <laughs> First on the list. <laughs> I had been. I've been waiting. Years. I know. I know. That's why we're here. <laughs> this is white man's doing. <laughs> This is just, I'm itching for that. Let me stay at home for 10 straight months. Let me be locked into my own residence. It's a gamer's dream. That's what we thought. That's what we thought. And then it happened. Now look at you. Oh, I did play a lot of games, though. See? Positives. And on that note, though, yeah. let's let's dig into some current events. Yeah. Um, how goes the PlayStation 5? Okay, uh, the PS5 has been my least played system thus far. <laughs> okay, fair enough. You but, got you got Miles though, no? Yeah, but to be fair, I do have a shit ton of games, and I was wrapping up Persona 5 before I got into my next-gen content, because I didn't want to purchase Persona again, because I got the PS5 digital. Um, yeah, fair enough. So when you got the PS5 though, did you then transfer your game to the PS5 and play it there, or did you play it on your PS4? Played, finish it on PS4. Okay, fair. Yeah. Fair, fair. Because as you know, with digital, there's no transfer. Like, if you own a physical medium. Because I had it on physical. That's the problem. Would he? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, fair. You could still transfer your data, though, no? You can transfer your save file, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's been all you need. Yeah. So you just didn't want to download it again? No, you or... have to pay for it again. Oh, what? Yeah, so that's the thing. It's okay, like, PlayStation 5 update. I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, no, but you... Oh. You would. Same thing with Xbox. Oh. What do you mean, same thing with Xbox? All my games came over when I launched my Xbox. Because you have a disk drive. If I had a Xbox One S, those digital files wouldn't have transferred over? Oh, no, I guess because you're no. saying, again, you had the disk. Yeah. I'm still lost then why you can play it. But anyways, I digress. So PlayStation... Okay, let's, let's just break this down for you one time. <laughs> this is important for people to know. If you have a disk, disk-based disk system previously, right? And you transfer yeah. it to an all-digital system, you can transfer oh, your Oh, you got file. PlayStation 5 all-digital. PlayStation, PlayStation 5 all-digital. Exactly. Oh, uh, I didn't nah. know you got that. I got the PS5 digital. Good idea, though. Okay, now I really mm. want to come over and see it. I did that. I didn't recall to be honest. Yeah. And well, you're a shitty friend. But anyway. <laughs> yes. I want to see the difference cuz I was at Tony's the other day. Um and he has the PlayStation 5 disc and I like was like pretty instant when I got there I'm like I want to play this. Like let's go downstairs. Like I yeah, lasted yeah. like 20 minutes with the niceties with the family and I was like I don't have a PlayStation 5. I want to see this thing. Yeah. Um yeah. it's humongous. Yeah. Well, let's see. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> Let me. I gotta have to expand my screen. There you go. For people who are listening, well, I'm just showing John the PS5, <laughs> and yeah. also Tony is a nice Portuguese fellow. <laughs> oh yeah, there it is. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So Tony, I went down there. I played it. I really do like that 4K uh, menu. Yeah, that's really nice. It's really nice. And uh, I played some Miles without knowing how to play it. So slash, yeah. I just bumped into things. Um, yeah. And it was. It was clean. I liked it. It was nice. The controller is better, way better than the last one. Controller's nice. Uh, the UI is nice. I do appreciate their upgrades, which was a big sticking point we had for the, the PS4. Yeah, that's what I, that was my, I, I sold that uh, after owning it for only like two years because I just was like, 
This is like a souped-up PS2, in my opinion. The crossbar menu system with subtle upgrades and a really shit trophy system. Yeah. And I hated that controller. Though I know the exact opposite by a lot of people's experiences. Like, I understand that, that other people liked it, but I was like, I'm not here for this. Yeah, it's kind of what you get used to. So I would say in previous gen, Xbox uh, UI interface was like up here, which was way higher than PlayStation. Um, but now they're kind of almost neck and neck. In some cases, I would give the out to PS5 from using it. Oh, yeah. No, they. Uh, I liked the minimalism. Like I yeah. liked how small the tiles were. I do wish Xbox would shrink their tile size because it obstructs the wallpaper potential. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, I, I I still like, I'm used to the Xbox now, and I think that's a great point that you had, that you do get just used to something, and that's all it boils down to. And I got used to Xbox, even though I had both at the same time, I got used to the Xbox infrastructure uh, quicker. And as a result, I got a Series X, you got a Series X, so if you're done Persona, and now what are you, you're playing the Xbox Series X more. Yeah, I got onto that, and I started up a game that you guys were playing, and by you guys, I mean you and the other guy, Corey, other cool guy, Corey. Oh, yeah, Corey's <laughs> playing it, too. Oh, yeah. um, is uh, Jedi Fallen Order. How far are you? I'm just a little ways past the intro. Um, okay. But yeah, I enjoy it so far. Yeah, um, no, it's been amazing. Yeah, the one thing I've been... So, it's been a struggle for me, because... And I mean struggle as the most, like, privileged way. It's like, okay... So now we have these consoles that can do 60 frames per second and uh, high-fidelity graphics. And normally I pride myself on high-fidelity graphics, but when I see the smoothness of 60 FPS, yeah. I'm just like, uh, okay, I can give that up. <laughs> no, it's true. I did, uh, I've used played the game with both. Um, it did, the game did expose my TV's, like, one flaw because I have the B9 and not a C9. Uh, the HDR, unless it's really optimized well, can be rather dark. Yeah. Um, and this game like exposes that. It's I'm to it to the point it's noticeable. So I mm-hmm. went to the frame rate as a result because the 4K HDR, um, it's not bad. It's just I notice it on certain angles, and I'm like, okay, that could be better. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, the OLED has the propensity to not be as bright as led right so that's the one no exactly and they because they don't light it great unlike when we played halo the other day it can Mm -hmm. get a little dark where i'm like especially on the character model the shadows i'm like that's awkward you should try readjusting uh your settings again just one more time yeah, I know. I did that recently, but I digress. It's still good. Game's dope. I've been playing um I've been playing that on there while trying to finish up Metal Gear 5, which is a pain in my ass right now. <laughs> and then I've been playing uh Blasphemous, which is yep. I have to stop myself from that game because it's really frustrating. It's a get good game like it should be. Uh yeah. Those Metroidvanias are always going to be like that. But it's rewarding because when you do it finally, when you get through that oh, sequence, yeah. you're like, you're oh, that's so good. This game yeah. is so good. <laughs> it's like, this is what we play for. <laughs> yeah, and it forces you into a pattern to learn it because you yeah. leave a version of yourself behind, which they refer to as guilt. 
Cause, <laughs> and you, you ha- yeah, because it's all done in this Spanish Inquisition style. Nice. Um, well, it even predates that, but it's very Spanish Catholic like symbolism throughout. Yep. And uh, and then you won't. You either have to pay for guilt to be alleviated, mm-hmm. or you have to go back and get it. And sometimes yep. I'll die in a certain place, and my guilt will be there. And I'm like, I have to get back there just yep. to expunge my guilt, and yep. then I gotta try and progress past that point. Very uh, demon souls. Very um, oh yeah, very much roguelite. So like even uh, Hollow Knight did the same thing, where you would actually have like this little ghost creature that would wait for you in this area and have all like your points and everything, and you have to actually battle it. It wouldn't oh. be a fierce battle, but. Still, yeah. <laughs> well, because sometimes you get, which is, it's a good training tool to not get tense in those times. Because mm-hmm. that's how you end up realizing how you progress through things is not to get to the precipice and shake, but to no. get to the precipice and leap over it. No. And, and um, it's hard because you usually end up doing it to yourself out of nerves. And oh, yeah. It's all with nerves. Like, once once you realize the pattern and you can calm yourself down, that's when the game becomes easy. And then you're just like, why was this hard in the first place? It's because you were freaking the fuck out the whole time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you were yeah. just reacting, reacting, yeah. reacting. And it teaches you, too, to um, watch for the frames. So, mm-hmm. like, oh, when this character does this action and I know my subsequent reaction has the timing on this in, in this sort of way, then and you just start obsessing over that and that's why i go back to the point of i have to stop myself from playing blasphemous because i see the beauty in how it calms my head down because mm-hmm. it forces me to have to see through something instead of to react to it yeah you got to look past the matrix exactly it's like no i see the redhead the blonde yeah, exactly i, I still every time i look at that and i know that's not true i'm like yeah. i'm trying to like uh do one of those uh those crazy 3d puzzle things and i'm looking closer i'm like i still don't see it no i can't see it (laughs) i can't see the blonde man yeah that was uh that was cuphead for me where it was where it was like the repetition and just calm yourself down Mm -hmm. it would be brutal it is and it would just be from like okay i can't beat this i need to take a break to then coming back to it and being calm and also it's that that stopping yourself from getting excited because when you're just on the verge of winning, you can fuck up so much. Oh, you can, yeah, yeah exactly. You can yeah. do all the way to death so fast in, mm-hmm. in that pattern. And I think Cuphead's a great parallel to blas- Blasphemous, and we'll have to move on to some other current news. But um, in the sense of like the other award is the visual is so crisp and clean that you're also just there to look at it. Yeah. You're just there like, oh, and that, that's another thing I give Metroidvanias as a, as a genre um, or platformers um, even wider is as a, as a real nod is that they make sure it's visually interesting. Like you're, you're really interested in what it looks like. So you're kind of just sticking around because it's like, well, this looks good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, with, with today's tech, you can't afford it to not look good, right? Like, but art design, it, it comes from more than tech, right? Like the good design is when I say is tech, imagination. I mean, I mean to have a beautiful display on a 4K TV is going to require a greater design. 
Yeah, but a blasphemous yeah. looks like a sixteen bit game, even though there's no but, way you could do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like it's like it, it's, it's it's HD pixel art. If that's yeah, what it is, exactly. which is something you then have to think about because it requires that many pixels, right? Oh yeah, but yeah, unfortunately, neither of us are playing next gen games because they don't exist yet, as expected. I mean, um, have you seen the tourist? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but medium wait, comes out wait. soon, man. I already pre-downloaded it today. That's great, but you know what? Ah, shit, I should have played that before we had this. Bug Snacks. Oh, yeah, you have Bug Snacks. <laughs> that was a good play on PlayStation 5, I'm not going to lie. I mean, yeah. it picked up Steam because it had the catchiest little tune and the most ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> they, they pressed the vinyl for another great move. Did you come? Oh, no, because I'm not going to play Bug Snacks. <laughs> I still think it's great. Like I like that they're bugs that look like snacks. It's genius. <laughs> Uh, the art design is great, um, but I hear the real next gen game on that really just because it's like a controller tester is Astro's Playroom. Yes, that is phenomenal. Like I found myself giving that more attention. I played that more than I played Miles Morales. A lot of people have said that again mm-hmm. because it's like a tech tester. It's like yep. letting you know the dual sense is not fucking around if you're willing to program for it. There's a lot of reward for the player, and the players are elated online about it like i hear from all corners of the internet about astro's playroom and how it showcases the dual sense yeah even phil spencer mentioned that he actually really loved the playstation controller yeah i don't uh, was that in the pre-show no no this was uh, an article that was released early in the week the the pre-show was this um it was him jeff Keeley, and the head of EA and the head of AMD. All yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I saw, I watched the first like 10 minutes um, and then I wasn't paying attention. So, the Game Awards. The Game Awards 2020. It was so set up for this. Like, imagine you're Jeff. And I you're mean, like, Jeff Keighley set up the COVID? <laughs> yes. Well, he's like, I've already been set up for COVID for like seven years. I mean, like, he does look like he's always sick. <laughs> look at those beady eyes man that's not a, that's not a sign of a well human being it's true no but i mean to think that he started this awards streaming yeah. like that's the beauty of it is it didn't feel off like yeah. the awards right off the bat they did not feel off this is how they are i mean i only started watching like last year really like watching the whole thing mm-hmm. and yeah i mean there was no audience but that was fine because again, I always I, I watched the first time last year, and I always love how the awards are like boom, 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 back to trailers. Yeah, it's like yeah, all right, you won this. Who won? Best candlestick maker. Here you go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this rip. Not everyone gets to accept an award. I yeah. love that. It's like the old school Grammys. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like the old school Oscars were like that too. Yeah. Um, and they still technically are because a lot of the technical awards are done on the day before. Uh, um, the best one though I would say is um, Miss Universe where they're like they show you all the contestants and like we're cutting 34 of them before the break <laughs> <Right off> the <laughs> <back>. <laughs> it's like Jesus that was crazy <laughs> we've got to focus on the ladies of interest here <laughs> oh man but yeah I'm so amazing it was really fun watching and texting I was texting yeah. you I was texting Tony um surprisingly i was uh i went on discord and the one discord i'm usually on no one was talking about it so i was like okay it's not everyone's interested which is fair 
I, I'm a Luddite when it comes to Discord, so I definitely have to learn more about this and probably get into it at some point in time in my life. <laughs> yeah, I just started this yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, another very 2020 thing to do, but it's fun to also have like a Discord where you can just talk about some subject matter with some people that are like-minded. It's like, uh, it's basically like Reddit, but faster. Like <laughs> if Reddit met WhatsApp, Oh my god. <laughs> this could either be a dreams or a nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there are some dark corners of Discord. Oh, yeah. uh, I, there, there has to have it. Um but yeah, I I really had a good time. It was like succinct. Uh like you said in the beginning, uh um what's her name? Cindy. Sydney she, Goodman. Yeah. Cindy Goodman. I did not know about this woman because I don't watch IGN. I just read it. Uh, and I apparently was slacking because yeah. she is <laughs> really good host and really attractive. I was like, okay, that two, was well done. Two for one. Yeah. Like Je- such Jeff a good Keighley co-host. needed something to offset his COVID face. So <laughs> <laughs> he was. He, I do. I do need to look into though uh, the sneakers he was wearing. I was like, "What are those? Let's look designer." Okay, okay. So let's let's start at this point. So when Jeff Keighley walks out on the stage, I'm watching. I'm texting you. My wife's right beside me. I'm just like, "Okay, what the fuck is he wearing?" <laughs> I'm a, I'm like, I get it. I get it. I get. The, it was like the, the, the exact the t- outfit I expected him to wear. Exactly. I expect that too. But also, I'm like, "Come on, dude. You you can hire a stylist. You can dress better than this. I know you can." I know you have the funds to do this. You just choose not to. And the the blazer with the little zipper lapel, I'm like, I don't understand that either. But Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, he does have a stylist. That was the choices they made. Um, because there were notes in the in his dress where I was like, but I agree. I mean, it does, in one half, it's what I expect. In the other half, it's what I expect, though. Like, it's, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like... It's fun to make fun of him, but also like yeah. well done on him to to have. Oh yeah, God bless him for what he's done for the oh, whole community yeah. and gaming in general. Like I can't take that away from him. Just I'm just gonna no. consistently make fun of him <laughs> as you should, yeah. as you should. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he also that virtual stage was. Oh, that was a crazy stage. Yeah, that yeah. was nuts. That what they pulled off with that, but we kick into what what categories were you like waiting on? Cause I was only waiting on really two. Were there categories where you're like, I actually care about this award. I want to hear what they're going to say. Um, well, I think the, the top one for everyone is the game of the year. Obviously. And then the one which was closer to my heart was the best RPG. Oh yeah. Best RPG. The yeah. nominees were for best persona five. Uh, was it persona five Royal specifically? Persona 5 Royal, because that launched yeah. last... No, this year. Yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah, Persona 5 Royal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, and what else? Uh, one second. I'm trying to find the whole list. It's like, were there even other games made? <laughs> no, um, there's no other games made. <laughs> yeah, well, really, it's down right. to, come on, like, JRPGs are the way to go. So, um yeah. Although, no, I think uh, Genshin go. Impact is yeah. in that too, Final Fantasy Seven right? Remake, Genshin Impact, Persona 5 Royal, Wasteland 3, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Like a Dragon even made it in there. Okay. Yep. So, interesting too to know uh, Genshin Impact, like an MMORP free-to-play. 
Um, yeah. That game has garnered a ton of attention so fast. That thing exploded. Yeah. Uh, and it's, I was worried. Uh, I was like, I actually was like, Genshin Impact could win this. Yeah, it's like Breath of the Wild, boobs. <laughs> it's like Breath of the Wild, boobs, but like it's, like it's free to play slash people are dumping money into this thing. Yeah, it looks crazy. And and the fact that it's at a point right now where you don't actually need to dump in money to enjoy it. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, like I, I remember seeing the reviews on IGN of all places. Um, where they're like, oh no, you can fully enjoy this game and get through it and level up without actually dumping a single dollar into it. It's like, oh, which is good okay. to hear because there's a lot of those games with like draw systems in that where you're you're having to rely on money to overcome odds. <laughs> We're looking at you, EA. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah. <laughs> um, but obviously a robbery for you as you oh, typed yeah. into the chat. Yeah. The Persona uh, Five failed. Did you? Did you? But you held up hope though. You were like, this could maybe it could win. I mean, I mean, I okay. So I can't knock Final Fantasy VII remake because I have not played it. Yeah. Until I play it, then I could be like, until I play it and compare it, I can go back and be like, all right, well, I was right about Persona Five. No, but um, no, I mean, I wanted it to win. I think it should have won just on my gameplay experience, but also the fact that the community around it, even the game community, was like, this is one of the best games of all time, bar none. Oh, certainly. Yeah. I I think it's brought. I mean, Persona Four brought Persona even further into the zeitgeist, but Persona Five has really started to sink it into an extremely wide, worldwide audience. Yeah, and it's just all the quality of life upgrades and the things they managed to do to even revamp the game and make parts of it that were, I guess, grindy, not so grindy. Like, for instance, um, as you Which know, is always nice typical RPG fashion. If you have to go into an area and grind, they'll actually make it so you have to battle all monsters, right? Like, the lowest level to the toughest one, right? Um, in Persona's system, what they do is they have, like, a color coding system. And if you just, like, like do a certain attack beforehand, um, you automatically win that battle. So it doesn't mm. waste your time on weak enemies. Because it's like a foregone conclusion at that point. It's like, you're going to win. We're just going to waste your time. So they don't bother wasting your time on that. Which is a, a great thing. Um, which I thought for any RPG was a great Yeah, for system, sure. Right? Yeah. For sure. Oh, definitely. Because JRPGs, you spend so much time grinding. And part of me ends up liking it to a certain degree because it's mindless and it's like a way to waste time. Yeah. But even my patients can get taxed when you're in. If you're especially like a lot of players and you want to progress the narrative, grinding can get frustrating. Um, so it's good to have a hack around that. Is there, what kind of battle system do they use? Is it real time? Is it turn-based? Turn-based. It's, it's turn-based, but there's, there's quick time, not so much quick time events. I would say specialized events that end up happening, which you can trigger via certain things. So, um, certain conditions are met. It's kind of like Final Fantasy 15 with summons, like certain conditions are met and then you could do something special, which is always kind of cool. So Fair those enough. were upgrades that were added into the game after. Because I remember I started playing this game on yeah. the regular Persona 5. And I was like, okay, this is cool. And then when Royal came out, I learned all the difference in all the upgrades. And I was like, oh, wow, they've actually revamped this game from top to bottom. Even with like the cutscenes and everything else and the additions of the extra semester and all that other stuff. It was, yeah, it was quite the game. And I, and I don't ever recount 
anything doing that besides Final Fantasy 15. And rightfully so, Final Fantasy, if for RPG, best RPG of the year, if it's going up against a Final Fantasy, I'm not mad at that either. That's seven remake one. I'm like, it's seven remake. Oh, yeah, no. The, that's why I like the, it's starting. The second I saw the category in the competition, the only thing that shook me a little bit was Genshin Impact just because it's like really gained a lot of traction. Yeah. But Final Fantasy VII was such a revolutionary game for gaming, period. Not even its genre, not even just Square Enix, but gaming. Um, and to not screw it up, remaking the game, especially after it started as a PS3, like, tech tease. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they just deserve it for that fact. And they also won score, which didn't surprise me since Nobuo Uematsu's originals are what they shape it around. So I'm, I'm waiting for it to finally be announced for Xbox. Um, I know it's they probably... Yeah, I know they probably can't even say anything for at least another three months, yep. if not longer. It's going to be um, announced on the anniversary of probably some DLC, and they're going to be like, the complete package for Xbox. Well, and that's the thing. I don't think there's uh, there's no DLC for this one. Like, they're doing full games. Like, that, they're doing that model of gaming mm. um, with these games. So As, as far as we know. Don't as far as we know. Yeah. We'll <laughs> see how it goes over time. But they, they definitely were successful with the first venture. Um, both in sales and critical acclaim and fan reaction. So not both three things. Um, <laughs> but yeah. That's what we count here. I checked that. <laughs> yeah, that's one, two, three, both. Um, the category of interest I was uh, all in on, which other than game of the year, was games for impact because I, I played Tell Me Why and I loved it. Mm-hmm. That's uh, I was yeah. yeah, I was waiting on that game from Jump. Uh, when it first got announced and it was like Xbox Studios was with them, but Don't Nod Games, I love Don't Nod Games. Uh, mm. And it didn't disappoint at all. It was so good. And it was dealing with such tough subject matter that I would I wasn't worried going in because that's like a Don't Nod thing to do. Mm-hmm. But it was still so rewarding because they deal with so many like subject matter experts when they deal with these tough mental illness all the way to sexual orientation and and, um, gender identification. And like they, they work with a lot of experts to create real context for these discussions instead of just co-opting something and trying to make yourself look morally righteous. They actually try yeah. and discuss the subject matter in the really white rich knight syndrome, right? Yeah. And yeah. don't nod's not that at all. That's what I really love about them is they're just more experiences in somebody else's shoes. Did you play anything else in that category? No, right? No. And that but that was cool. I was like, oh that was another thing. Like games for impact being mm-hmm. a thing. Also um, the category of uh, innovation in accessibility. That was I'm really like, good. Yeah. these are really cool categories to have because it's always interests me. Like accessibility as a concept always interests me. And then when I dug in after the show and looked at, I'm like, so why did Last of Us 2 oh, win yeah, this? They deserve that. Holy yeah. crap, man. They had over 60 different ways of tweaking the game to be able to be played by a variety of different people who are differently abled um i was like wow that's a lot of time to spend (laughs) setting your game up so yeah good on them good on the category i like that global citizen thing that they did as well Mm because again it it was like the tell me why thing 
I didn't feel like it was, let's pat ourselves on the back. They were showcasing interesting stories. They were spending the production dollars to research, um, develop, and showcase these individual stories of people that truly are interested in utilizing gaming in interesting ways. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, speaking more to that category, Games for Impact, was there anything that was announced on there, like the nominees that you think you would play? I have to look at it again. Um, I know, well, the one I would play, but I'm just not going to own a PlayStation. I'd totally play Last of Us for the story, which oh, is such sorry. a... No, no, I mean, and that category, Games for Impact. Wasn't Last of Us 2 in that? No, no, no. These were more like independent games. Uh, so tell me why if founds in there, Kentucky Route Zero, Spiritfarer, and Through the Darkest of Times. Um, I played Spiritfarer. Uh, oh, yeah, I've heard of that one. Yeah, that's, that, that one's it. really pretty. Um, I haven't gotten through it, though, but so far from what I played, it's enjoyable. Uh, I think the one I might play from that is Kentucky Route Zero, another one, but yeah. Mm, if found has a really cool style to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, the, I love these kind of games, um, games that have a social message that is informed and not, um, in your face. Mm-hmm. I love those kind of experiences. They open up your eyes to worlds that are bigger than your own. Um, yeah, I, I definitely, I got to look at this in the, at this if found game spirit fair. I've heard about that one. Yeah. Um, that's actually on game pass. Okay. So I may oh. pick that up then. I, I, you know what this reminds me of, and I didn't include it in my notes, but the one thing PS5 has right now, um, it escaped me until we talked about this, that I'm really jealous of is that announcement for that game. Oh, the name escapes me. I texted you about it, though, with the the female lead. Yes. It's like, oh, it's I something like... I, I can't remember the game. I got to look that up after. Yeah. And if anyone ever listens to this, they're gonna, someone's gonna know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but it, it, uh, it was African American woman was the protagonist, and it was like this journey of emotion that she was on. It reminded me in a way of like rhyme, where right. there was much more uh, just being told in the experience than being told in dialogue. Season. Season. There we go. Yeah, that game looked so good. I was watching that trailer and I was like. God damn it! I know I want to play this game, and I know I never will. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, it looks so good. I was so impressed. Before we get into the the, the trailers and the announcements that were made, uh, is there any other categories you'd like to discuss? Um, no. I mean, um, innovation in accessibility as a category was just so interesting. Like we said, mm-hmm. um, really cool that Reggie came and did the announcement for it too i thought that was a great touch um to give it more impact like it deserves um but no what about you is there anything else other than game of the year i mean obviously we're interested in that yeah i mean overall i would i like the i liked um among us winning winning what they want like I, I was just rooting for them overall because they're just a four-person team. Like, those people that you saw in there, that was it. Oh, That's yeah. That's who made those games. And th- they were, like, the ones that seemed the most excited to be there. So I was like, yeah, you guys go for that. <laughs> as they should. And it was yeah. it was awesome as a result that Xbox announced it on Game Pass as well. Yeah. Like, they were like, yeah, it's com- one of the games coming over to Game Pass. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I, I loved seeing they, they had the one girl on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
That was yeah, cute. and that yeah. game that game yeah. has been really good. I loved uh, the only way I got to know Among Us, other than the fact that everyone's talking about it, is um, girlfriend reviews. Yes, that was hilarious watching them talk about that game. That was actually funny because uh, bef- before I guess when it was starting to gain its um, COVID appeal, uh, we this was prior to our, our major lockdown that we're currently in right now. Uh, one of uh, my wife's friends recommended it. He's like, oh, you can just play this game. I was like, what is it? And I was like, ah, it doesn't seem crazy. And then me and my cousins and my family started playing it. Like, oh, okay. oh, okay, this is cool. Like, I don't play it a lot right now anyway. Um, but it, it was an interesting concept. It's But... The, the, the part that no one never gets right if they're playing all in person is people talk to each other and they don't realize you're not supposed to talk to each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it definitely does seem to be the distance game. Yeah, yeah. Because you have that wall and you could, like, bluff a bit better. It's it's easier. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. No, that was good. Um, the only other thing, uh, aside from Game of the Year, which we'll get to, is audio. Because, obviously, audio is a big deal for me. Oh, and you um, lost that one, too. Yeah. <laughs> to sink to sink yeah, game. Yeah. Actually, no, no. I did I lose this one? What did I well, say? Are you talking about score? No, no. Audio design. Okay. Yeah, no. sc- score, yeah. I made I lost that. I wanted Ori, Will of the Whisper to win. Um but audio design, Last of Us Two was definitely up there for audio design in terms of just the environment they set with sound and all the little like technicalities they think about, like the small smaller footsteps the harder footsteps the glass breaking the sound of the monsters everything else was really well mm-hmm. done if you play that thing with headphones or i was about to system, say i'm like yeah, it sounds like a total headphone game oh yeah it's great yeah. yeah yeah no i'm not surprised on that at all um i do have a question about last of us too i mean other than the fact it won everything every mm-hmm. even the categories it wasn't in it won <laughs> yeah um uh it were the controls for that game vastly improved from the first game like the mechanics of utilizing the weapons and engaging enemies, I've always heard very mixed things about. That the aiming mechanisms, the that the the fight mechanics were a bit frustrating. It is okay. So this is one of those things where I believe it's it's that that sequence of events which we were talking about in the beginning of like recognizing a frame and everything and how you play this yep. game. It's literally. You can't play this game like a regular action game. It's not set up for that. Like, you have to be methodical. You have to think things out. And I could understand how some people may find that frustrating. And you've gone through this with um, Metal Gear, which allows you way more freedom about. Oh, Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah, like, it's hard to play another game because of how much control you have. Exactly. So, because you have that much control. So, this limits your control. So, you just have to get good with these tools. And I think yeah. a lot of people have a problem limited get, resources. Yeah, getting good with those tools. So I I never really found it a problem. The only problem I have, which wasn't a control problem, was the grind aspect of it. And their grind aspect is like the hunting for resources. That's okay. their grind aspect. Yeah, and that yeah. can get really annoying. Yeah. Oh, another thing I had to do in Metal Gear Solid Five, and still have to do them all. Yeah. It's like I never have enough fucking resources. I never gotten rich enough ever. Yeah, it's just like real life. <laughs> no matter how many millions I make, it's never enough for the new project I'm on. No nah, man, now you, now you know your pops feels. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, these white people problems. I know. All big boss. I know. Um, so okay, categories yeah. aside, other than game of the year, mm-hmm. trailers. Or are we ready for trailers? Or I, or I think want... let's let's wrap up the nominees list and then we can go into the announcements. 
You want to go nominees on each category? No, no, no. I mean, like, let's just talk about game of the year and if you were expecting something different. Okay, no. Uh, no? Game you, of the year, yeah. no. Especially not beforehand. Yeah. When I got, like, them winning everything. And I'm not bent out of shape about whatever, like, transphobic people or whatever it sounds like. I don't know. I haven't dug into it, but it sounds like a whole it, bunch of people it, it's just heard about nothing. It's just dumb. Yeah, so I went in being like, I kind of knew this was going to get Game of the Year when I watched that first trailer at E3 when they actually showed like them dancing together all the way into that in-game action. I was like, yeah. there's a Game of the Year. PS5 yeah. exclusives always have a good chance because PS5, PS4, PS whatever, yeah. <laughs> they they know how to do exclusives really well. Yeah. Um, that was a franchise they cared about a lot. They took the time on. They had a developer who's more than capable working on it. Um, so, yeah, I went in before that game dropped knowing this was going to be the outcome. So, no, it didn't shock me at all. Yeah, no, it didn't shock me at all. The, the only thing I thought might have been shocking, which was like the internal hope, was the Animal Crossing New Horizons. If if that would have been an interesting choice, but I knew it wouldn't have been the right choice because no. as a as a game as a game, Animal Crossing is broken. <laughs> yeah, no, I yeah. mean Animal Crossing again. It totally could, if especially if we're talking about um, if we're gonna talk about like fan reception, yeah. like oh my god, no one's gonna beat it. And there was a moment like I thought about Cynthia, and I'm like. I'm like, oh, I know she's watching, and she's just thinking, like, you sons of bitches. I know you're not going to do it. But she, if, you do, if you knew how to do the right thing, you'd yeah. pick Animal Crossing. You just you just got me here to, to tune in. Just one of my, my eyeballs. Yeah, exactly. You just want all the Animal Crossing fans to watch because there's way more of them than any other game here. <laughs> then they'll cause a riot. Don't, 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 don't test them. Oh, yeah, man. They're not, they're not messing around. They put in way more time than the rest of us put into Last of Us 2. Yes, and most other games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The rest of the category combined. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, no, I agree. It was well, And that's funny that you brought that up that way um, to state that because that's the same feeling I had with Genshin Impact mm-hmm. with the JRPGs. It was just this like, okay, but this game has like more fans. Yeah. Like It's not the game to pick by any stretch. And I don't know that because I haven't played it, but you know they definitely were the more traditionalist picks, and that's why I even say what I restate rather what I said in the beginning is this looks like a game of the year, just like you know an Oscar movie. Yeah, it's like this yeah. is hitting all the beats. It assists the because you're validating the award show as well. Yeah, like do you have Hans Zimmer? Do you have Daniel Day Lewis? Is Spielberg directing this? Yeah, okay, we got this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like yeah. you know, this is like what we need to win this. Yeah. So, um, no, didn't shock me at all. The category was packed. It was cool to see Hades was Mm -hmm. in that. That, Um, And that, and I think the one thing I do like about it is even if they are nominated in this game of the year, it just, it's kind of like a game pass thing, right? It's just like, oh, now there's more eyeballs on this game. And that should, I would like to see if that causes a bump in sales for these games. Well, they're all on sale, I'm sure on all platforms. Yep. Um, that's just something they always do. It's smart, and I'd agree. And that's what I feel the developers all feel. I, I and I feel like you know they'd like to win because yeah, let's not yeah. let's not mess around. Like Keeley's done an amazing job putting together a show that means something to mm-hmm. fans and creators. And two, he actually got them to design a beautiful award. It's yeah. actually nice looking. I'm like, oh, that's a trophy you'd put on a shelf, 
and people would go into your office and if they didn't know what that was they'd ask you what it is yeah and i mean like if they could just put that much emphasis on his suits we would be winning <laughs> oh agreed agreed but, but he uh, can't ha- he has to water it down somehow it's that it's then it's too perfect he can't just come out stunting on these hoes i get it I get it. <laughs> he's already going too hard. He had a pre-show where he's just sitting in his office talking to, you know, a couple of big deals. Yeah, you he's know. just like, no oh, it's just a pre-show, you know, whatevs. <laughs> well, so what are you guys doing today? <laughs> yeah, like, no, it was great. Nuts. Um, so, yeah, as far as the awards and the lineup and everything else, that that was great. Now, I think we can get into our speculation. Like, did you have any any hopes of seeing any certain types of games? debuted or no nothing was coming on this Mm -hmm. like i obviously i watch gaming stuff every day Mm -hmm. i i had heard you know i watch spawn wave like you do every day i had heard things like we're gonna hear about perfect dark we're gonna hear about dragon age i don't give a shit about those games but i'm excited for those fans like i went in and when i saw those come up i was like that's cool because i know Mm -hmm. for some people that meant something yeah but i knew that square wasn't gonna just talk about nothing so oh okay so i'd forgotten though about mm. near replicant because mm. <laughs> I, 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 I guess I still haven't considered how much because I just played near automata this year. Yeah, how much that game has still has an impact on me because when that trailer dropped, that was the hypest moment I had the whole night. Nice, yeah. It nice. was seeing was those battle sequences again, yeah. seeing how complicated they're gonna get. Yeah, and knowing sp- how frustrated I'm gonna get, but how great I'm gonna feel yeah. when I finally fucking win. Yeah, there's that whole oh, spell casting excited. element now, which looks like to be in it. It's like that looked cool. The the fight mechanics, yeah. I was like, I I didn't know. I don't even know if I can wait and like wait for it to go on sale because I'm like, I those near automata feelings I missed. Like yeah. that game was a game that forced you to get good. Yeah. If you wanted to do the whole thing, like all the endings, all the way to the true ending, which yeah. we both did, yep. um, is did you do the true ending? Yeah, did honestly. you? Yeah, <laughs> so you deleted all your data and everything. Uh, no, I didn't delete my data. See, you didn't do the true ending. That's the final, final ending. Why? There's more cutscene after that. Yeah. Why? What? What was? What do you? Well, get there's after not that? more cutscene after yeah. that. I yeah. would no. It's the experience of that. It is the experience of going through and knowing what you're doing, and you still have to beat it. Yeah, you, like I've I've gone I've gone up to the point where they ask you to give up your data, and I was like, mm, no. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do think actually there's a cutscene between the robots after that. I, I've if seen. I think I've seen it like where you, the two B and not two B uh, A two and those are getting like rebuilt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. You just went online. Jeez. No, no, no. I, you see it regardless. Fair. Yeah. Yeah, fair. Come no, on. Uh, they, you, you know me. If there was a special secret thing beyond that, I would have gotten it. So. No, it's fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was a moment. So no, I went in and I was like, oh, there's going to be some cool stuff. But I had forgotten about Near Replicant yeah. because we never got that here. It was a Japanese exclusive. I've never given a second thought other than like, Oh, I just played Automata. That was like a ten out of ten yeah. game, classic. Like yeah. one, of, I consider that in like the echelon of Square's best games. Yeah. Um, and then I saw that, and I was like, "Holy crap!" I had the biggest smile on my face. My yeah. wife was like, "What? Like what?" But but it's <laughs> it's, it's a it's a Square game in publishing, but it's a platinum game in development. You no, know, Toy Logic on this one. But that's the thing I'm saying. Uh, Nera Autonoma was platinum. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but so it's the same thing. That's regardless. It's within Square's library. Yeah. Um. No, but my, I only bring that point up to say that it looks. It looks. It passes the eye test for like how we expect near autonomous autonoma to be. But I'm just interested to see how it actually is. In, oh, for sure. Logic, yeah. Oh, 100%. I mean, it's a great developer to have. They recently just did uh, Dragon Quest XI. Mm-hmm. So it's not like... They're not, they they're not slouches, yeah. No, no, no. So, yeah, I'm pumped. Because I like playing one great Square Enix game a year. Uh, and it's you can do that because if you... There's always more than there are years. Mm-hmm. So that was like last year, just playing Nier Automata. I was like, I haven't played this one yet. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Another nice. year of me getting through life. <laughs> um, so next year I was like, oh, if even if Seven Remake doesn't come, I at least have this. Like I'll play that. True. So that that got me pumped. Um, was there anything you were expecting and then got that delivery and you're like, I mean, Ooh. yeah, the Swedish Chef. I mean, that was up there. <laughs> oh, that was like, so bad. I mean, I was waiting for that. I know a lot of people weren't, but that was all me. That was another <laughs> moment where Vanessa was like, "What are you watching?" <laughs> That's that's the stuff like when you're like this has evolved like take a look at this new show to somebody and then that scene comes up and you're like ah come on it was way too long yeah it's like it's like the anime sequence when you have like a really in depth anime and they try to show it to somebody and then the girl with the big boobs comes on and you're like yeah ah, it's still yeah, there it's still there this is yeah. gonna happen <laughs> it's like you're playing cyberpunk and your wife walks in and you're customizing your genitalia exactly it's part of <laughs> like, it it's oh like, no no this is just part of the game <laughs> it's a real serious game oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's real serious, Johnny Silverhand. Um, n- something I was ex- I-, I was hoping to see, I guess, God of War. Um, uh, but I didn't ob- even think that would come. No, but obviously, like, I-, I wasn't. I was hoping, but I was just like, it's probably not going to be there, just because of the way everything is. I was hoping to see something from Halo, but then they did that blog post before, which was kind of like, okay, they're not going to show anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I again expected to see nothing. Yeah, but um. As far, that was as far as, like, my hopes. But if we want to get into what was, like, really dope, off the bat with um, Smash, that was crazy. That was awesome. Smash Sephiroth was awesome. That was, yeah. like, a really great moment. Um, obviously, being a Final Fantasy fan, I was like, I didn't know who they were going to announce next. I was still, like, they're announcing people still. Yeah. And it, <laughs> it, it just made me even more so feel like, Oh, when I eventually get a Switch or whatever the new Switch is, um, you just kind of have to have that game in your arsenal. It's just, it's like a lifelong classic for what they were able to accomplish with licensing. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. And you can, I like the aspect that they went with, um, it seems like they went more with the Advent Children styling. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But they've, they've utilized that moving forward. I hear they utilize a lot of that aspect in, um, the remake? In the remake, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, no, that's like Nomura's Sephiroth. So, uh, well, I mean, all versions are really his. But, yeah, he uh, that was awesome. I even liked how his final form at the very end, that blew my brains out the back of my head. I was like, holy crap. <laughs> <Can't make that. laughs> yeah, that was nuts. That was such a great moment. Um, that was crazy. Yeah. That Crimson Desert game, although I'll oh. never play it, that yeah. trailer was just dope. That that looked insane. Then, yeah. Like it kept building up. It was like one of those trailers where I was like, okay, I've kind of seen what this does. And then you get to the part where he's flying the dragon. I'm like, oh, what the fuck's going on? Same part. I was like, this is in game. Yeah. 
I was like, oh man. And then, but that's the thing. Then afterwards, I'm like, okay, who's this Pearl Abyss company? Because mm-hmm. I not played this. What's and then I so they have that Black Desert game on Game Pass, mm-hmm. um, okay. but it's mixed. And I'm also like, and I get why it's mixed because it's an MMO and it's gonna get mixed. Yeah. So I I take that with a grain of salt. But like because it's an MMO, I'm like, I'm never gonna play this game. Like yeah. I just don't play these kind of games. Um, but and that's another thing. Like. It, as somebody who only plays genre games, um, mm-hmm. like traditional genre games, the, it was another reminder of how much of the games in the market right now that demand the attention of the majority of players are FPS and MMOs. Because there's like a yeah. billion of those popping up. Yeah, and and to the subset of FPS, the Battle Royales, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, well, yeah, the Battle Royales... Uh, and that's why those moments like season being intermixed yeah. hit me a lot harder because I was like, oh, I I play that. Yeah, I'd actually like, play that game. This isn't coming in your face all the time. It's like, okay, this is unique. Like, let's set this aside. Yeah, but speaking of the Battle Royales, Fortnite, man, they, they can't be stopped. Like, they were originally supposed to announce both of these at the, at the Game Awards, but Kratos got leaked early. Mm. Um, and then which would have been the PlayStation Xbox? That would have been a cool moment. Yeah, that would have been good. And then um, they have the what's it called Walking Dead. Those characters as well. So they just keep snatching up characters. This is crazy. That's like the battle royale uh, Smash Bros. Essentially. Yeah, I know they've done really well with licensing. They've done really well at attracting a wide variety of users. Um, it's. Uh, it's impressive, and it's impressive too because I, when I went into this, I forgot that content creator is really streamer, and mm-hmm. these are the games that those individuals um, play. Are these battle royale type games for the most part? I mean, not exclusively. There's like Minecraft and stuff like that, but yeah, battle royales have really proven important, um, even to the point where a lot of these competitive type games even go into a wider subset, you're getting these awards for like coaches even yeah. of, of, of teams and players. Um, yeah, I mean, and that's what obviously a lot of this was. There was a lot of these like bloody shooting FPS things that started to blend into each other. Yeah. Um, for my POV where I was like, this looks good, but I don't care. Yes. Um, and then otherwise, yeah, I mean, Crimson Desert trailer was just a moment where I actually was like, holy crap, this just looks cool. I'm never going to play this. looks cool. And then Nier was like, I'm going to play that. Yeah. And I guess Season 2 was like, I wish I could play that. The, to take it back to the uh, Crimson Desert um, game, so that that's lining up for me and um, all those developers, Eastern developers, in terms of like there was that other one that came out, um, Black Mist. The oh yeah. yeah 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 that announcement they had a while ago yeah like that stuff looked crazy and the fact that they were developing at a high fidelity because even that crimson desert looks like it's a next gen game oh yeah I was, I was like oh this is where it's coming from like these look next gen obviously we probably won't see well crimson desert's out right or no no i no, don't think it's out no. it's only it's like pre-alpha okay it's pre-alpha and then the other yeah the same thing with the other game it's probably not for another like two to three years we're gonna actually be able to play that. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah they're just running like a small community i think i looked it up as like five thousand players right now for crimson desert yeah yeah like a small test community i always wonder what it must be like to be those people nah, like you... probably like us when playing final fantasy 15 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> grinding through that it's bullshit like, it's like ah uh, 
this is missing. It feels like something's <laughs> missing from here. It's like, what is it? The world? Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Gotta fill that in. <laughs> There's a lot of add some space. story, too. <laughs> like, why does this guy just leave? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's just left, dude. <laughs> We're on an and then important... he came back, and I was like, okay, I guess. Welcome back. We're on an important quest. Bye, guys. Bye, <laughs> <laughs> right, guys. I gotta do something. Can't tell you about what I just did. I just fought, um, fought a ghost, but anyway, um, Xbox, we finally learned what the initiative has been up to. Um, the quote-unquote quadruple-A game that they've been developing. Oh, is. so Perfect Dark was the, the, the quadruple-A. Yes. It yeah. did look super next-gen. Like, Well, it was a CG trailer, so. <laughs> yeah, still, you're if you're investing that much time into those resources, I typically expect your in-game resources to perform at a relatively high level comparatively. Y- yes and no, because the the reality of it is a lot of those things are outsourced to different companies. Fair. Well, yeah. yes, of yeah. course. I you, uh, so yes. I mean, we're gonna have to see where it goes. It was a great build-up. It's a great concept for like a general audience. I think it's gonna have a wide appeal. Yeah. Um, I- and it's funny because I think we were talking about this earlier in the year, not like on the cast or anything, but I was saying there's a potential there to make Perfect Dark a really good third-person action genre game. Um, and if they do it right, it could be like one of their hot exclusives. Oh, yeah. No, and that's really where they're going. Um, and you could see that woven throughout um, with different aspects that they are dropping about their their model Microsoft is kind of showing that they're building towards this capability of streaming gaming, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to take still like another at least five years to really get there. But you're starting to see the seeds of that really um, grow more and more from game announcements to infrastructure capabilities. I mean, they also just announced before the awards the uh, iOS Mm-hmm. that yep. they've you know that they have their path to that and that's coming spring 2021 yeah um so, you can so get the oh which will be great because we're we're in an azure market so we're good for that um I'm, I'm really excited to see that potential and the seeds they laid out for that uh, i'm still interested to see another aspect of the show that they kind of seeded through these trailers uh and in the pre-show was their their amd chipset is yep. somehow able to access more capabilities than the seemingly exact same chipset in the PS5. So, Well, that was something that was debated about before the launch and even after the launch. It's like the Xbox Series X is the only chipset that's actually rated as RDNA 2. The PS is some sort of modified RDNA chipset. Yeah, exactly. And that's why also Xbox waited longer to develop their physical units. Like they held off for this reason. Um, So it was cool to see like from like you said, like bringing up Perfect Dark as a game. And then like even at the end with Game Pass talking about things that are coming. And then I love that visual they put up where it had kind of a visual explaining it, like the devices that it's on, the services that they're providing. Um they're really like piquing my interest at getting to a point of being able to do what Stadia discussed. Oh, yeah. um, but Stadia spoke before they, they could even begin to supply this reality. They blew their load too early. Oh, like, like look immediately. At flops. Look at what we can do. Current gaming can't match us. And everyone was like, all right, 
cool. Let's sign up for this. Oh, you got to buy your own games. Uh. <laughs> oh, that's the beginning of it, let yeah. alone the infrastructure issues. Like, that's the thing is, like, Microsoft has been working more on building it out and testing it before discussing it with the public. Yeah. Um, and realistically, I think they were banking on um, <laughs> streamers to utilize the YouTube platform and those little, like, nuances with it. But... I mean, it's Google, so you can never fully count them out, but we'll see what no, they No, you can't, right. but I really, I really don't think anyone right now, I think Microsoft is proving themselves to be no. the Netflix at this point. Everyone's going to catch up like Disney and Warner did, like we discussed previously, but they're figuring out the right steps in the right order a lot faster. Yeah. Any other trailers that, I mean, Mass Effect? Mass Effect was, was interesting. I wasn't expecting that. So that was a genuine surprise. I was just like, oh, because it, it, it seems to be referencing the original trilogy, um, not Andromeda. The original trilogy I loved, except for obviously the end, but there's a lot of people who feel different ways about it. Um, but yeah, no, that was really interesting. Anything else for you? No. Um, not Vin No, but, but I think <laughs> before, you know, we, we conclude this, before we tap in, for the discussion, one of the things the Game Awards um, does for me every year and started to inspire me in general, and, and I think it's part of Jeff Keighley's point, is to really consider um, my experience over the last year. Mm-hmm. Like what, 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 and I mean, 2020 was, we, we joked about it in the beginning, but it was kind of, the circumstances were definitely beneficial for being a gamer because I felt I played more games than I've played in years. Like I beat a bunch of games. Yeah. Um, Which is unlike you, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, I usually only play a few games in a year because I do, unlike a lot of people, I I like... you dropped... Hang on. Can you say something? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I can hear you now. Um, no, speaking of game of the year, I played a, a bunch and I consider that like, what's my game of the year? And it wasn't anything got nominated, um, cause it didn't come out in 2020. Um, but I definitely thought for me, which oh, anyone who knows me at this point knows was Metal Gear Solid five. So that's no shocker. I can yeah. go into why it's such a genius game. But on my end, I'm more interested because you played a lot as well. What was your favorite game of the year? That's, uh, that's a load of question. Um, it is. I'm actually <laughs> genuinely curious. And I wanted to end on this note because I'm really interested because you played a lot of really amazing A lot of games that were nominated this year. Yeah, I played Last of Us 2, which, like, okay, so it's hard to quantify it or break it down just to one. I would say most emotionally draining game, Last of Us 2. Because at mm-hmm. the end of that game, you're just like, holy fuck. It's just like watching some like French auteur movie. You're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, go, you feel the feels yeah. for sure. Yeah, it you, appears to be like that. Yeah, you feel all the feels and you're just like, this is broken. Like, If anyone chose to make the saddest game of all time, congratulations. <laughs> that's how I felt to which I, I, I did the same thing. Like other games, like that's how I felt about Rhyme. Yeah. Like Rhyme was a game that I went in just playing because I thought it was going to be pretty. And I, I openly, deeply sobbed. I'd never had a game hit me that hard in my feels where I was like, oh my God, like I had to really process a deep emotion there. Yeah. 
and that's the way you feel at the end of it and that's why i have that um that art art piece of ellie next to the house because that's the feeling you get at the end you're just like Mm. oh this whole thing's just empty like what the fuck was i doing with my life yeah um but yeah so so that what else you got what other highlights um definitely persona 5 for being one of the let's say yeah the only jrpg i've gone into and fully played like again you like i've discussed my attempts with playing seven in early days when it just came out and my frustrations with that but uh persona 5 is definitely up there in terms of gameplay story arc everything else the style of the game it was just like on another level like Everything does have a certain style, like in other JRPGs, but the fact that it was like this anime morphed into it more so than other JRPGs, because I find there's that disconnect where they're like, okay, we're using anime, quote unquote, anime style or Japanese styles, but this had a better mirroring of that, like 2D art as well mm-hmm. as 3D. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does. It's a very, very pretty game. Yeah. And then on my end, on the JRPG side, I've already discussed it, but Nier Automata was definitely it. Like, it, yeah. I'd be remiss if I don't get a good JRPG in a year. It's like such a great game to to go through. Yeah. Um, so I'd say if, as of s- sitting here right now, probably Persona. That's the thing I dumped the most hours into. It's mm-hmm. still and like it's like one of the games where like after I finished it, I felt complete and I was like, okay, I'm gonna take a break for a little bit. <laughs> Which, yeah. Yeah. So you say that's like game of all games though. If you had to pick one for this year. Yeah. Yes, I'd say that. And they and that's saying something because like you also did play Ghost of Tsushima. Who well, I haven't was... finished it, so that was okay. That, that's fair. why it's like still not there, and I don't feel like I played enough of it to give like a solid opinion on it yet. But it is beautiful. I do love the whole. Uh, I think it's Edo Edo era Japan or mm-hmm. feudal Japan. Um, I love that whole setting, so that's probably up there. But a fact of like. As much as you break that down, and as much as it comes from Sucker Punch and everything else, and the production values are high, I f- you always feel like you've played this before, mm. like like like, and not to say that that's a bad thing. It's not that, a bad thing, but enough. I get where you're going yeah. when when that's the same thing of like why I picked Metal Gear Solid Five yeah. above anything else. I, and a lot of my gaming this year, really, when I go through the list, because there's other games I really love, like Plague Tale Innocence, mm-hmm. and Nier Automata. All this came from Game Pass. Yeah. And I started Metal Gear Solid Five thinking I have nothing else to play. It says it's leaving soon. Mm-hmm. I might as well try and play it for five minutes like I do so many games. You know, five minutes, ten minutes, an hour or two. Um, next thing I know, I'm, in, I'm like 120 hours into that game. Yeah. <laughs> I, we got and you. <laughs> like, I was like, holy crap. Like, first it was this opening cinematic sequence I did not expect this yeah. dude that was on fire and this other crazy dude that seemed to be controlling him. No. And I was like, okay, didn't expect this at all. And it was teaching you the game in a way that was so engaging that I was like, oh, I'll fig- I can figure this out quick and enough. And it was terrifying. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, it was like, exactly. It was like Capcom Resident Evil game, no. uh, which was unexpected. I guess they did Silent Hill, so I shouldn't completely unexpect it. No. Um, but then it just went into, even to this day, and I was playing it last night, there, the mechanics, I've never had that level of control mm-hmm. where I'm still learning nuances to the game to this day, which I know is the exact reason people don't like it because it's so hyper complex. Yes. But once you really get a hang of it, I never, I feel like I'm. Ne- it's going to take me decades, like 
again to feel like I was really in control of something so much bigger than myself. It yeah. wasn't just like a party, like in a JRPG. It wasn't just an army, which is part of it. Your bases, your your missions, your objectives. Your it just felt so macro to me. Like I really felt absorbed by the world. Yeah, and that's perfectly understandable. Like that is built out that way. Like there is no, there's no for a Kojima game, and you could see a lot of it, a lot of the beginnings of what would eventually become Death Stranding, mm-hmm. in terms of like. Um, loadout and freedom and accessibility and the way you could make something open world but feel intimate at the same time it was like a lot of ideas were sparked in that game that carried on through death stranding so i perfectly understand where you're coming from with all that yeah and it's another reason why i hate myself for not now being able to play death stranding because i was like okay i get it guys like i love kojima too but i want this version i've i watched previous metal gears i watched luke play them when i was a kid um but I was like, like you're saying, like, uh, he's found something here. He's found this freedom, this complexity, and yet this intimacy mm-hmm. that I could do this all day. Yeah. I had all the time. I have all the time in the world for that experience. Well, down, well, you, you seem to be warming up more and more to the PS5. So maybe when they release a slim edition, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> there's, there's so much going on with it. And I do agree. I mean, it's kind of nice to end off where we started. Yeah. Um, when I got that controller in my hands, that alleviated a lot of my issues. I was like, this is such a much better build controller. And to know it comes with all of these really cool options that aren't like the light bar, which, you know, there is benefits to that in a VR setting, mm-hmm. um, but it weren't really beneficial to the games game game, game developers were creating. Uh, yeah, I, it's possible. It can't. Yeah. It's too fucking big, man. That thing is huge. Yeah, then that's the understandable aspect, and and that design is not for you. Not oh, right it's now. hideous. Yeah. No, it's yeah. hideous. Although good on you for getting the digital, man. Yeah, but that, that thing's pretty. Just one more note about Persona, and I think this is why it's successful. Oh yeah, let's is, hear it. Is like, let's hear it. The the interesting thing about this game is you know every game has a new game plus. Yep. This is the only game that every time I turn on like a new system for to play like a next gen experience, I'm always itching in the back of my mind like I should probably go back and try that new game plus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that feeling. Yeah. Well, good on you, man. I'm happy to hear it. I'm happy you got your uh, your own JRPG. You've, you've cut my, out your own corner in this, this friendship. Is, this is my... You have Final Fantasy. I'll take this. Yeah. Uh, it's good on you, man, because like, it's got its fans. It's got its love. I'm proud of you for ripping through it, especially after uh, having to do it twice. Yeah. <laughs> That's for another podcast. But yeah. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening to us. This has been the Checkpoint Podcast. I've been Davin and... This is John. We appreciate it, guys. All right. Later. Thank you.